Howdy ho, howdy ho, howdy ho, ho, ho. It is Wednesday, November 20th, 2019, and it is a great day to talk about anxiety. Oh, anxiety. Monday, I said, what are you anxious about or excited about? And I heard from some people, so thank you. Um, yeah, as I watch, you know, the morning news or the night news, or the TV shows and the commercials, anxiety and all these different medications that are to treat anxiety or depression. You know, these commercials are just out there or, you know, on the news, they're talking about, you know, this person or that person with anxiety and depression. And I I don't understand and we've had this conversation like in the lunchroom and I've had it with friends and recent in the past year or so like why especially with our kids like you know little kids like elementary age kids or high school kids or middle school kids and you know in college you can kind of see it because they're being you know transitioned from kid to adult and right but you know six and seven year olds shouldn't have be depressed or have such high anxiety and really as adults we have anxiety and depressions and these fears and I don't know it's you know there's so many different like you can read magazines on how to fight anxiety and the the self-help aisles in bookstores are huge now like This is what you need to, you know, heal yourself or whatever. And I don't know. I just, who knows? My talking about anxiety might make somebody listening anxious because I'm talking about something that you're dealing with and you don't want anybody to know. So you feel like because you're listening, people are going to think you have anxiety. But part of that is if we have anxiety or if we have depression, if we just admitted that and had the comfort to admit it, would it be a better world? I think sometimes some of the anxiety and the pressure comes from people not feeling comfortable to, you know, share what they're truly feeling. They feel like they have to wear this mask of you know, happy and perfect and life is great instead of just being able to say, you know, I'm just kind of sad today. I'm nervous. You know, this makes me anxious. Why can't we just be honest? I don't know. So I want this to be uplifting. I don't want this to be depressing or to bring somebody down. And so I went and I like looked up different quotes on anxiety, trying to find insight Dorothy M. Nettermeyer said, Life is 10% what you experience and 90% in how you respond to it. Huh. I thought about that one and I'm like, okay, that's probably true. And then I can think of different circumstances in my own life where I didn't respond well or I honestly just didn't know how to respond so stress one 
So, I don't know. Life is 10% what you experience and 90% how you respond to it. Dorothy M. Nettermeyer. All right, I see that. Walter Anderson said, which I kind of like, Walter Anderson said, nothing diminishes anxiety faster than action. What do you think about that one? Nothing diminishes anxiety faster than action. And I thought about that and I was thinking, you know what? But for some people with anxiety to get out and do something makes them more anxious. But then I thought about different things personally because I can't speak for you or for the other person listening because anxiety is different for everyone. We There's different triggers. There's different things that calm us quicker. There's things that heighten it, you know. But nothing diminishes anxiety faster than action. I know the things that have made me anxious in my life that sometimes, once I did them, I was like, all right, that was not that bad after all. What was I even worried about? Why was I even stressed? So once I did it, once I put it into action, right, I was like, oh, I I like lost sleep and blah, blah, blah for no reason. That was not worth it. But it wasn't until I did something or faced that fear or faced that anxiety that I realized I had been anxious for nothing, no reason. So I don't know. That's just something. Um, I like this one and I've heard this before. Dan Millman, you don't have to control your thoughts. You just have to stop letting them control you. Dan Millman, you don't have to control your thoughts. You just have to stop letting them control you. Dan Millman. Because you know what? We can't stop our thoughts sometimes. I know personally sometimes my thoughts start and they're like like a hamster on a hamster wheel. You know what I mean? Those thoughts, they're coming and they're like spinning through my head faster than I can even organize them, process them. And you know what? their thoughts. I can't control them coming in, but I can stop letting them control the way I react or act or respond. So I, I like that Dan Millman. You don't have to control your thoughts. You just have to stop letting them control you. I really like that. Benjamin Franklin. Love Benjamin Franklin. Here you go. Do not anticipate trouble or worry about what may never happen. Keep in the sunlight. (laughs) There you go. Don't worry about it. Just stay in the sunlight. Co Benjamin Franklin. Ralph Waldo Emerson. You know I like his quotes. Nothing can bring you peace but yourself. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Nothing can bring you peace but yourself. And I, at first, when I read that, I said, um, God can bring me peace. But here's the deal. I have to allow God in to bring me that peace. So Ralph Waldo Emerson's correct. Nothing can bring you peace but yourself. Because in order for God to come in and give us that peace, we have to allow him. God will not force his love, his grace, his mercy, his peace on us. You know, he wants to be welcomed. He wants to be invited. So 
something else to think about, right? Um, Amit Ray said, if you want to conquer the anxiety of life, live in the moment, live in the breath. And I have a friend and she has a rock that says breathe. And breathe has become like her word. So as I read this quote from Amit Ray, if you want to conquer the anxiety of life, live in the moment and live in the breath. You know, I think of her and how the breath has truly changed her ability to rise above the stress in life and to truly become stronger because of the breath. You know, she takes those breaths and she just slows down. Because when we stop to take a breath, we stop. And you know, and if you think about it, when you stop and you take a breath, you can close your eyes, take a deep breath in, and exhale. And you can take a good deep breath with your eyes open. But there's something about closing your eyes, take that deep breath in, and a deeper breath out that just cleanses us. And just, you know, some people will say breathe in, you know, God's love and all that goodness. And then breathe out all the stress and anxiety. peace through the breath what are you breathing in what are you breathing out are you breathing in God's love and breathing out hatred are you breathing in peace and breathing out stress are you breathing in comfort and breathing out the pain Concentrate on the breath. Hmm. Something to really just kind of and Charlie Chaplin, I'll end with Charlie Chaplin, said, Nothing is permanent in this wicked world, not even our troubles. Charlie Chaplin. Nothing is permanent in this wicked world, not even our troubles. So no matter what we're going through, no matter what's making us anxious right now in this moment or yesterday or tomorrow, it's not permanent. It will pass. It will go away. And this is encouraging. Um, the only constant in life is change, right, Patrick? <laughs> and so when you suffer or face anxiety and those anxious feelings, in that moment, it's hard to remember that it's only temporary. 
it's hard to remember to take a breath and just breathe. Breathe in, you know, whether you need God's love, his peace, his forgiveness, his healing, and breathe out the negativity and the ick. Sometimes when you're in the midst of that moment, it's hard to remember, right? Because when you suffer with anxiety and depression, it's hard to think in the moment and have rational thoughts because your mind is a muddle. And if you've never suffered from anxiety or depression, be grateful. And if you have, you understand that cloudiness, that fog, that thunderstorm, that blizzard of blah in your brain, right? And you don't get over it. Um, I read an article this weekend and it talked about how it was looking at mental health and mental illness compared to diabetes or cancer or high cholesterol, high blood pressure. You know, they named off a few. And they said, when you're diagnosed with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or cancer, or diabetes, nobody walks up to you and says, get over it. You just need to get out more and get over it. Yet with mental health and mental illness, it's a diagnosed disease. It's a chemical imbalance in your body um, that can even be triggered like by tragedy or trauma in your life can actually change your, your chemical and genetic makeup to, to bring on that mental illness. The article was just intriguing and why and it was talking about the mindset of others the mindset of friends and family and caregivers of why do people when it's a mental illness you know you have anxiety you have depression why do people just tell them they need to just get out they need to just get over it they need to face their fears they need to just move on yet when someone's diagnosed with diabetes or high blood pressure or high cholesterol, they're like, oh, well, you know, here's some foods you can eat that'll help. And, you know, oh, so-and-so had this. And, you know, they offer all these helpful hints and want to make it right and have all this care and compassion and empathy. Yeah, oh, you have a mental illness? You know, they either walk away because, ooh, you have a mental illness or they tell you to get over it. So the whole article just talked about how the mindset of others can actually increase the anxiety and the anxiousness within those with the mental health, with the mental illness because of the way they're treated when they truly have a diagnosed mental illness. It's a genetic it was just, it was an intriguing article. And, you know, some of you are listening and saying, oh my gosh, Lisa's like a nerd. She reads all these craziness. 
but I like to read because I think it helps me to be a better educator. I think it, I hope it's making me a better educator. I hope it makes me a better friend, you know, a better relative, a better whatever to understand where people are coming from and that how I've made the same mistakes in my past and I would never purposely want to be that person saying get over it to somebody and adding to their stress. Uh, And the one article that talked about how, you know, trauma or um, tragedy can actually change your genetic makeup. How interesting is that? Like, I just found that intriguing. Like, just the human body. God has created us. And it's so intriguing and so intricately made that, you know, humans have been around for how long and nobody can quite figure it out because God made us that so cool. And so here's my thought. If tragedy and trauma can change our genetic makeup to cause that mental illness... What could we do in this world to help change that genetic makeup back or possibly change one with mental illness not to have it if we were kind and we were understanding and we were open and accepting as opposed to telling them to get over it? Is there a way that mankind could actually use the goodness, and all those great things God's taught us, if we all did those things, one, there wouldn't be war, there wouldn't be hatred. But what if that had the power to undo the genetic change that was caused by the tragedy or the trauma? I don't know. Something wild to think about. And this is just the way my mind works. I know. Crazy. But so how's that? Pretty deep for a Wednesday. But we are approaching the 20 minute mark and I really like to keep us under the 20 minutes if I can. So I'm going to wrap it up. For those of you that are suffering with anxiety and depression, I'm not going to tell you to get over it. I'm going to pray that you are surrounded by people that embrace and love you for who you are that you have an open and loving relationship with all of those people and that you're able to be who you are and share what's going on in a way that only makes you stronger because of it and that those around you will love you through it. And I don't know, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about and people that are really suffering with anxiety and depression are going to call and tell me I'm off my rocker and I don't know what I'm talking about and to end the podcast. And if so, then I guess I apologize. But that's not my intent. My intent is really just to to open people's minds and to have you be thinking and be more kind to others. Thanks for listening. This is Lisa, One Sister's Journey, keeping it real. And until next time, talk to you later. Bye.